Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X.ca on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It's 106 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you, along with the rising phenom himself, Brendan Ulrich. Do you like that? Hey, yeah, phenom sounds good. Phenom? I know the rising star is considered to be Dennis Shapovalov, so I'll take phenom. Uh, is he? Did you see Connor McDavid's interview? He seemed quite loose. Yeah, I did see it. On TSN's website. Uh, Second Hour of Oilers Now brought to you by Digitex. Digitex has our office printer and supplies uh, needs covered. They do it all, and they could be doing it for you right now. You can uh, text us at 630-630. We are going to go interactive for the next half hour. Our text line... Is 630-630 for Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford or check out the great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now. My personal Twitter handle is Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan's is at Brendan Ulrich. And our River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. They have Nazareth, August 10th. At the River Cree, the greatest Scottish rock band of all time. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. Guests on this show receive gift certificates to Japanese Village. Three locations, downtown, south side, and north side. All right, so we do have a little bit of time for open line at 780-496-0063. We got a bunch of texts that are coming in. Oh, oh, holy cow. Uh, JJ out of Red Deer has texted the show for our Oliver Stone-esque uh uh, text that came in saying that uh, he thinks Gary Bettman wants the NHL Stanley Cup being won by American teams all the time. Uh, let that guy know, Bob, that Washington is in the USA from J.J. I think J.J. was referring more specifically to the uh, Winnipeg series against Vegas. And the margin was tight in that series. But the margin ultimately came down to goaltending and between, for me between Marc-Andre Fleury and Connor Hellebuck in Game 3 and Game 4 of that series. Uh, a retort... Bob, love the Oliver Stone reference, but prove me wrong. I don't have the stats. Who are the 10 most penalized teams this year? And during last year's playoffs, I'm thinking the Oilers were up there in the playoffs. Kind of weird for a non-dirty team. What about Toronto, Winnipeg? I'm guessing that those teams uh, uh, suck, so don't bother with it. Prove me wrong, Bob. Prove me wrong. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll do a little bit of research on that front. Out of Lloydminster, Bob, has uh, Cameron Habig passed Tyler Dep- uh, Benson on the depth chart? Uh, well, Benson's 19. Is Habig already 21? 
I think he's, I mean, he played his 20-year-old season, missed his 19-year-old season in junior. Uh, Benson, by the way, still the last, in none of the years has he played a complete and full season. This is a big year coming up from Tyler Benson. I think he's probably still seen at this stage of the game as a better prospect um, with all due respect uh, to Cameron Habig. It does sound like everyone loves Habig, though. Like, I interviewed John Paddock prior to uh, the Memorial Cup. He loves him. Did you watch the, the games in the Memorial Cup? Yeah, he's good. Okay. Yeah, he, he, he was okay. He's, he, I think he'll will his way to an NHL spot one day. I'll say that. I don't know if he'll be a top six forward like Tyler Benson might be. Yeah, well, Tyler's got a lot of work to be a top six forward, too. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see on both guys. I, I don't want to, like... You know, I, you know, uh, I don't want to promise the moon. I don't, you know, I'm from the school of under-promise and over-deliver, right? So we'll see on, on both players' parts. Uh, again, you can text us at 630-630. Kevin from Stony Plain says, Bob, what do you think about an exceptional player status at the NHL level? One drafted player per team uh, can go to the American Hockey League without an NHL recall for one year instead of going back to junior. Yamamoto would be further into his development had he gone to the American Hockey League, not back back to juniors. There's no way major junior is going to allow that to happen because then you'd be taking these stars away from their league. So let's just say hypothetically, for some bizarre reason, Evan Bouchard falls to Edmonton to 10. Okay? He's a late-born player in this year's draft. He's already played, I believe, three full seasons in the OHL. Uh, He had a terrific offensive campaign with the London Knights. So on that note, um... You know, you can make an argument. Once he got left to prove in junior, he goes to the AHL. Well, he's a pretty important player for the London Knights. That would be my response to that. And they've made an investment with him, and the NHL has a partnership with the uh, CHL teams. Let's go to Mike from Ottawa as we open up the River Create Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. Hello, Mike. How are you? I'm good, Bob. How are you? Good. Can you hear me okay? Loud and clear. Go for it. Good. Just want to comment what you said about Vegas and hurting, like, does them potentially winning the Cup or even going as far as they can, does that hurt the NHL? And uh, you got me thinking about it. I mean, it, it, I have, my, my comment is it's a bit it's a bit of a strange thing in, in the sense that I feel it's hard to, to put words to how I feel about it, but kind of like a bit of a mockery of the NHL. And what I mean by that is how a team could just come in out of nowhere take a bunch of guys that were considered to be average to maybe above average and, and do what they're doing. And and while other teams, you know, are having, uh, you know, having a trip to work with the cap, with uh, getting superstars, uh, like we have McDavid, you know, Toronto's got Matthews, having to deal with $12.5 million, uh, you know, eight-year contracts and, and everything like that and all the stress that comes with being a manager for that. Now, I know that over time with Vegas, it's all going to work itself through the you know, with McPhee um, having, to, having to deal with that and all the guys that are going to want to get paid. But it just feels a bit, I don't know, it's, it, I don't know if mockery is the right word for it, but just in the sense of um, watering down what it takes to be a good NHL team, the sort of history, the tradition, the effort, the time it takes, all that kind of stuff. It's almost like you've been at a job for 20 years and put in your time and you're one of the top guys at your position, and then some young rookie just walks in out of nowhere, and, uh, and all of a sudden he, he's, you know, being the best at the job. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, obviously, because they, they, they've obviously earned it, and it's been a really good job that the general manager and the coach has done, and it's, a lot of things came together for this to happen. But it's just, that's my feeling of it. I don't know if other people feel the same way. It's hard to explain that, but, you know, it's just, that. those are my thoughts about it. What do you think about that? Oh, um, 
I think it's an interesting perspective. I'll tell you one thing. I wonder if you know an owner sits there and looks at it, and goes, "Well, wait a sec here. You know, do I really have to go chase high price free agents?" If I just give opportunities to younger, cheaper labor, and so maybe I don't have quite the star power at the top of the lineup, but maybe I have more of a balanced lineup. Now, you still have to get those players as well. And let's not forget that Vegas was able to uh, pick at 30 other NHL franchises, and they capitalized. They made four or five. And, you know, you know, they had an experienced general manager who had had a pretty successful run in Washington, though he didn't ever win the Stanley Cup. And they got themselves a good coach in Jared Glunt. Those guys played a huge factor, too. Uh, Kelly McCrimmon, uh, very good talent evaluator in the Western Hockey League. Von Karpin, another guy on their player uh, uh, personnel side, experienced in the league. Like, they had... They had some smart people in some critical areas, and they did a good job in the expansion draft, and they leveraged it to the hilt. The biggest thing they got, Mike, is they got a goalie. And think yeah, about that's that. That's true. And, and, and because there was a no-movement clause for Marc-Andre Fleury, he chose to go there. He chose the fit. And he, I mean, put yourself in Fleury's case. Number one overall pick in the NHL draft, backstop Pittsburgh to the Stanley Cup championship in 2009, played a part in them winning in 2016 and 2017, but ultimately was not the goaltender that mattered come the Stanley Cup final time because Murray kind of usurped him at that stage. And and part of it was injuries too with Flurry, but he has played. Like, you know, if a goaltender can play like a man possessed, he has been that guy because he has. So oh, it's yeah. it starts. He's been, a, he's been our, the Rollison of, of 2006. Even except, better, maybe. Well, he's been better. And yeah. so it starts there. They've had a guy that has given them a chance to win every night. And you know what? For the Edmonton Oilers to bounce, you're in Ottawa. I'm in Edmonton. You know, I'm around watching the Oilers on a game by game basis. I don't want to put too much pressure on Cam Talbot, but how he performs at the start of next season is going to go a long way to the success of the Edmonton Oilers. And in your case in Ottawa, if Craig Anderson back uh, bounces back, that's going to play a large part in the kind of success that that team has. So for me, for Vegas, it starts in goal. Uh, he gave his team confidence. Gallant got a buy-in from everybody. I think Gallant made a lot of guys better. Okay. A lot of guys better, and the numbers would support that. But I also think it forces other people to around the league to reevaluate their process and how they have built their teams and why they're in the position that they're in. Because a year ago at this time, Mike, the Ottawa Senators were three rounds in the playoffs, and the Edmonton Oilers were two. And I'm not sure if I thought for a second that Ottawa would be back, but I sure in heck thought the Oilers would be a team that would be a 45-win, 100-point team, and it didn't come close to coming to fruition. As did I, and then I'll finish with a final question, Bob, because I agree with everything you said. Do you think that that there's any GMs out there that, that if they could be honest and not hurt anybody's feelings, that if they could actually just scrap the team they have and have a brand-new team like Seattle's going to get, that they would take that option, given what's happened in Vegas, or at least consider it? Yeah, I lost you there for a sec. Go again. Uh, sorry, sorry about that. That if any GMs out there would would if they had the option to to scrap the team they have and to take a brand new team like Seattle is going to get, based on what's going on in Vegas, that they would even consider that as a better option than what they're currently have with their team. Well, I think there. Sure, I think there's some managers that would think that way. Why not? Yeah, you know, like ones that have a team that feels like it's going nowhere and just hey, I'd like a fresh start and 
you know, have half a billion dollars, of course. Well, look at Carolina. The, the new owner comes in at Carolina, and they put the word out that there's one guy that's untouchable, Sebastian Ajo. Like, that, I, that, to me, that's crazy. Like, I yeah. sit there and watch Brett Pesci and Jacob Slavin play, and I'm thinking those guys are pretty good players. I would consider them as close to as untouchable as anybody. Hey, thanks for the call, Mike. Thanks, Bob. Yeah. You can text us at 630 Bit this of a development, Bob. Go for it. Uh, Oilers goaltending pro, or I guess Oilers goaltender, he's an RFA. Uh, Nick Ellis has announced his uh, retirement via Twitter, or via Instagram, rather. So, so I know you had mentioned, I had asked you earlier, what about Ellis? And yeah. you said, you're sort of, I'm all, you know, I don't know what you... Well, they you have were, six goaltenders. Yeah. I mean, that's... You didn't mention the seventh, so that might be why. Well, they still have Laurent. No, no. They have six goaltenders on a contract moving forward next year. Yeah. Right? They, I mean, they signed Koskinen, so they have Talbot and Koskinen at the NHL level. Montoya, unless he gets picked up on waivers or is traded. And then one of Shane uh, Sturette, Stuart Skinner, or Dylan Wells. Those, yeah. those are their six guys. Who did I know? Oh, also not mention? Laurent Brassois. Mm-hmm. See, I might get creative. If it's me, if, if I were Pope for a day, I might get creative or King for a day. Um, I might... I might look at a difference because as it stands right now, Laurent Brassois is boxed out of a position in the Oilers organization. The, the Oilers have invested some time in him. Goaltenders take time. I still might try to find a way to keep him in, but I'm not convinced that's going to happen. You can text us at 630-630. Bob, should the Edmonton Oilers have gone with Cam Ward as a backup? That would secure their goaltending for the next few years, enough to build a backup on a team from the back end, hopefully steal some games along the way. I think the Oilers think that Koskinen was a better option. But you know what? When you have the type of year Edmonton's had or the run that Edmonton's had over the last 12 years, every move you make is going to get questioned. comes with the territory. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Bob, uh, please don't read a text out of Provost, Alberta. Don't read a text so stupid about development. Yamamoto was terrible in the WHL and the World Juniors. Only in January did he turn his game around, but his development would have been farther along if he played uh, men in the AHL who would push him around. Come on, I'll say it again. Benson should be back in Vancouver. He hasn't had a healthier uh, or dominated yet. Good enough yet uh, at the WHL level, and it will not translate to the AHL. And when in December he's healthy, scratched, and has got one goal, you'll see again a failed prospect because they didn't develop him uh, correctly. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers now. Uh, a couple more texts coming in. Uh, actually, several uh, uh, texts coming in. We get about three to 400 show. Don't be offended if we don't get them uh, to yours. Uh, Chris the Plumber says, Bob, with all this talk about Noah Hannafin being available, what are your thoughts on this player? Maybe Clefbaum plus the 10 for Hannafin and Lindholm. Uh, Lindholm. Lindholm. He, he spelt it Lindholm, not Lindholm. It's my bad. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't see that happening. Personally. Don't think that that would end up happening. Do you get any feel at all for Elias Lindholm? I, do you like him at all? I, <laughs> it's hard to say. He looks good some games, and then he goes uh, away for a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, J-Man has texted the show, how about the Knights in-game entertainment? You keep saying that the Oilers are still trying to figure out the Ferrari that's known as Roger's Place. The Oilers uh, entertainment group should uh, up their game or drop the E. 
being put to shame in Vegas. That comes to us from J-Man. Well, uh, you know, we're going to have Stu McDonald on the show uh, in July at some point and talk a bit about, and we'll get Bob Nicholson in studio as well. And, you know, organizations have to, what was the Japanese business theory? Uh, Kaizen, uh, never-ending constant improvement. Uh, we'll, we'll hit on that uh, uh, some more with those individuals. Uh, Bob, uh, your your tweet of God, uh, Twitter follow, you said for people, uh, when I need a chuckle, because you said you get a chuckle out of that, I listen to Oilers now and listen to your excuses for Peter uh, Shirelli. That text comes to us from uh, John. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Oh, Mitch has said, Bob, uh, where are we meeting for a beer in Gothenburg this October? Hearing there, there's there's some good places with adult sodas from Mitch. I don't know, Mitch. Are you buying me a drink? Is that what you're suggesting? You know if booze is cheap in uh, Germany and Sweden? I, I know beer is not very expensive. And you're, you are German, Brent. Well, I was there. Beer is cheap, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, you had the experience of a lifetime last summer and, and, gained, Absolutely. Lo- and gained lots of experiences in the process. 122 at Edmonton. Uh, he's the uh, most experienced uh, producer in the city of Edmonton. Brennan Ulrich, Bob Stoffer with you at Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a Pro-Am Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, Pro-Am Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. It's 125 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers now. Bob Stauffer with you. All right. Um, Epstein's mother. Bob, what are the Oilers going to do with Milan Lucic? Well, Epstein's mother. Brendan, do you recall what Milan Lucic said in my one-on-one end of uh, the season interview with him? Did he say it was 90% mental? He said it was 90% mental, yes. his challenges uh, this past season. Well, if it's 90% mental, what does that mean? That means it's he's basically saying it's on him to get it figured out. Here are the numbers. One goal in the final 48 games and minus 18. Okay? He was not signed to have uh, those sort of numbers. He was brought in here to be a top six forward. And to be a uh, positive energy force and a, a, a veteran presence and provide some leadership, though I'd make a strong argument, it's often, if you look at what occurred in Boston, it's pretty clear based on their team this year again in the playoffs that the leaders on that team are Char and Bergeron and that Lucic was a solid support guy. Uh, I, Milan had a very frustrating season. Uh, it, the amount of times that you'd see him go back to the bench, slamming a stick, those sort of things, it's clear that he seemingly, uh, one of his often reactions were, was to respond in that kind of fashion. So if he's saying it's 90% mental, he's saying it's on him to pull it together and get it together. And the orders are going to need that. They can't have a repeat performance. They didn't sign him up for that, and uh, they're going to need him to be a lot better. And not to be a hypocrite, okay? 
I was not against the Lucic signing when he was signed in free agency. I certainly, after watching the orders get, this is, there's, in spec hit on this yesterday that the buck stops with Shirelli. You know, the orders went bigger and heavier and the league went in the other direction. It is my belief, and I'm not bailing Peter out here for the sake of being bailed out. It is my belief that it was an organizational philosophy of the orders to get bigger and heavier, that they were tired. Uh, they, they had some smaller skilled guys and they were tired of getting boxed and pushed out of games. Okay, so they changed the complexion and the makeup of the team. The Taylor Hall trade, and a lot of you were not happy with Taylor Hall towards the end of the 2016 season. A lot of some other people totally valued what Hall brought. The biggest critics of the Taylor Hall trade were the analytics geeks. They were the ones that said, wait a sec here, you can't give that player up. But for the record, I thought Lucic would be, have a far more impactful second season in Edmonton than he did. And I was one of those guys that believed that he was part of the cure to help the Oilers' uh, ills and woes uh, moving forward when he was signed in free agency. So, And I was certainly aware of the drop-off that occurs with power forwards over time. But I thought that Lucic, uh, because he hadn't been injured a lot during the course of his career, would be a guy that... Uh, wouldn't have a steep of drop-off. And his second-half drop-off for me last year was incredible. I mean, just how could you possibly predict that? So, hey, I thought it would work with Lucic. It didn't work in the back half of last year. He said it was 90% mental. It's on him to get that figured out and the Oilers organization. But if he's saying it's 90% mental, he's in his, in, in his mind and from his perspective, he's taking accountability. And let's see how he uh, uh, performs this year. Because if he doesn't perform, we might be having a different conversation next spring. 129 in Edmonton, off to a global uh, news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell.